0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, and right now, we present... Awesome show for you today. We've got a couple of fine ladies, and we are covering the entire country, all the way from Seattle, Washington, where two of us are, to down in the Keys in Florida, and... Uh, Jennifer and Blair are with me, and they both are authors of a brand new book that is coming out. I think it comes out uh, this week. Today. uh, Today. Yeah.
1: Kindle version released today.
0: Awesome. So we're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about Behind the Power. We're going to talk about animal communication, and we're going to talk about healthy living through food. I can't think of a wider variety of topics to cover, but but it'll be, it'll be fun to do. So, um, and if there are people that, uh, that are showing up to say hello, um, as an example, um, Mr. Cole and, uh, by the way, Mr. Cole, your, your episodes have done very, very well. Nice. Don't forget awesome. them, little me in the, and anyway, and, and, uh, Dr. Marnie is here as well. She's, she uh, and uh, we're going to start off by talking a little bit about hurricanes because uh, Dr. Marnie lives in your neck of the woods, Blair, and uh, way down, I think she is, I can't remember which country she's in, but it's it's in the Caribbean. And so okay. it, it's, uh, but, but you, you you survived the hurricane and it, it missed you. Is that is that correct?
1: It did, Kevin. So the Florida Keys is a hundred mile long chain of islands. And so it's very interesting. Our schools were closed for three days. Schools up in Key Largo and the northern part of the island chain were completely unaffected. But because Key West was definitely affected, and that's about an hour southwest of us, um, there was a lot of flooding down there. But here in the Middle Keys, we were not affected. We were very, very fortunate um, to have been missed by um, Ian's destruction.
0: And I, I tell you, we've seen the pictures. I think everybody's probably seen the pictures at this point. But it's yeah, the the devastation that that brought to uh, to where where it hit is nothing short of amazing. It people were just houses just disappeared.
1: We have we have friends who used to live here, and they're up on Sanibel and and you know in Florida, it's not uncommon for your homes to be stilted, and the high water line reached the 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 floor of, of their home and it, it's it's unreal to think about the one road access to the island where you're living being completely wiped out and kudos to the utility teams and construction teams that have rebuilt the bridges to I believe it was Sanibel. Um but yeah it, homes completely gone buildings just completely wiped wiped away washed out to sea it's 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 an emotional experience i know for a lot of people here in the keys it's brought you know uh we just looked at the five-year anniversary of hurricane irma which was very devastating for the middle and lower keys five years ago so that with ian passing that close it brought up a lot of ptsd for um a lot of residents and business owners and people here in the keys so yeah we're we're we're, we're counting our blessings and there's been a lot of outreach and support um, to reciprocate what we what we received five years ago, and send a lot of support and relief up to those families and residents up in South, in Southwest Florida.
0: Now I have to ask you: like two days before the hurricane actually hit, and you there was a question as to whether where it actually was going to land. Did you at one point say, "Why didn't I move? Why didn't I move?"
1: I don't understand your question. Why didn't I move?
0: Yeah, I. Were you thinking to yourself, I wish I had moved because I don't want to deal with what's coming in the next day or two? Or is are you guys more hearty than that? And it's like, ah, it's just a hurricane. We'll be fine.
1: I think everybody kind of has, you know, and five years ago it was different. I had, um, uh, and uh, she was coming up on a year old. And so my husband was managing a restaurant at the time. And and um, my in laws have a home here. And so he said, you know, I'm going to button up at the restaurant and then tomorrow I'll button up their house. and leave on Thursday. I said, no, sir, we're leaving Wednesday. I think one of my biggest fears is getting caught um, because we have one road in and one road out. One of my biggest fears is getting caught, stuck somewhere in traffic. And we had a lot of friends who, you know, that Irma five years ago was going up the center of the state and back and forth. And people wound up in, you know, South Carolina, Virginia, and then completely displaced waiting to be able to get back home with roads and access and, you know, getting the electricity back on. So, you know, I think, I know for our family personally, we tend to say category three and below we have safe places to stay. It's, it's terrifying to think about being in a place where it's so hot and, and how long you're going to have to live without electricity after the storm, you know, clean water. Um, But category three and higher, then you start to have contingency plans. So, yeah, it, it, you know, there's a lot of memes and jokes about hurricane parties and things like that. I don't think after you've been through a really destructive storm, you take it very lightly. But then again, you know, I was I was um, giving birth to my daughter when Hurricane Michael was passing, and I was getting texts from friends in Atlanta, and they were like, you can come evacuate here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So you always can tell how sensationalized storms are with the 24-hour news cycle when you start getting offers of, you know, evacuation safe havens um, from friends on the mainland, so
0: oh yeah well and dr marnie says that she she's in the u.s virgin islands and she got hit by Irma Oh wow and Maria.
1: wow dr marnie that's unbelievable yeah that was that was a rough year that was a really rough year
0: it, it really was so and and by the way jennifer and i are out of harm's way because we are in seattle <laughs> and uh or in that area. And so we're very happy about that. Um, And by the way, uh, Blair, you're welcome to come up and visit us if you, if you want to, you know, because we we can always use another really cool place to buy healthy food.
2: And we only have earthquakes and active volcanoes here. So no big deal, right?
0: Exactly. (laughs) But it's been a while since we've had a, um a a major catastrophe but they tell us a nine um um a nine category earthquake is is due our way sooner or later
2: you know i'm pretty sure i've been hearing that for about 30 years so i'm not holding my breath at this point but i've been alive for mount saint helens and um you know the the earthquake and that centered in Pioneer Square in two thousand one or two uh I was in Bali for that and found out from another tourist that that my parents <laughs> had been in an earthquake um but yeah i mean it's it's like it's all what you're used to, I think
0: well, you know what's interesting, uh Blair, because you talk about uh the twenty four hour news cycle and they do generally get really involved with that, and I was actually in Arkansas at my uh, the place that I was working, and we were having a conference there, and somebody came up to me and said, "Did you hear about the earthquake?" I said, "What?" There, there was a seven point five earthquake, and there's devastation, and we're in Seattle. And so then I tried to call, and of course the lines are busy, and you can't get get through, and uh, and stuff. And so I was in a Motel Six style hotel room in in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, and there was nothing I could do to help them. That's the most helpless feeling in the world
1: yes that, that really stinks it's um I, and that that even flashes back to for me um 9 11 i was in college and um you know i knew my parents were traveling at the time i couldn't get in touch with them still going to class they eventually they canceled classes that morning but that that feeling of helplessness and powerlessness is just yucky
0: it, it really is. And John is in New England and they have to worry about nor'easters and snowstorms and and, <laughs> and 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 traffic. It seems like everybody gets to have traffic except if you're well even in the keys because there's only one road in in and out. I imagine you have your traffic jams is there there as well.
1: Yes, we do. You know, our with tourism being our primary um industry um we don't measure the se- we don't measure the seasons here in weather. We measure them in tourist season. You know, we have snowbird season and then we have mini lobster season. And so yeah, our, se- our seasons are a little bit different. It's cool here for about 5 days out of the year. That's it. <laughs> Otherwise it <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I, when I lived in New York City, when the weather got to 60 degrees, we were wearing shorts and flip flops. And when I, now that I live in the tropics, when the weather gets to 60 degrees, we we're in closed toed shoes and jeans and hoodies. So <laughs> it's all relevant about the acclimation of your blood, right?
0: Yeah, well, exactly. But uh, Jennifer will tell us that uh, in Seattle, we set another record this year. For the oh, most yeah. days over ninety degrees in the history of the city, and uh, and that's
2: it's one of those times I'm really glad I live in a basement um, Yes. because I didn't notice most of that. But I think we also set the most number of days without rain.
0: We we did, and we're still yeah. we're still in the middle of that.
2: Yeah, I, I just looked down at my screen. It says it's seventy two degrees in Seattle right now, and I'm like, wait, like no. <laughs> That's way too warm for this time of year here. It is October thirteenth, in the low sixties, maybe the (laughs) fifties.
0: Yes, indeed, and and times they be a changing for all of us, and uh, and that that's why. But let's let's um, first of all, Jennifer, I want to let everybody know that you are also you're an animal communicator, and you're going to be speaking. As is Blair, you're both (laughs) going. Oh, I'm going to be. because Blair's moving, nobody gets uh, movement sickness and and uh, and throw up or anything. But
1: I'm trying to make sure I don't get robbed, Kevin. I'm lock, locking my front door.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always a good idea. But uh, Jennifer is an animal communicator of note, and uh, and she's uh, written a chapter for the book, as has Blair. So uh, first of all, Jennifer, what's your chapter going to be? Uh, as the book is coming out today, and how can they pick it up? That somebody wants to buy it.
2: Um, You can go to Amazon.com and search for Behind the Power. And there are two books in the series. The one that dropped today is called Behind the Power. You're not crazy. You're powerful. And I think the listing even says second book in the series. Um, And my chapter this year is about how miserable I was in college and how long it took me to figure out that college just wasn't right for me. Um, and and how much shame I carried around that because I'm the only grandchild in my generation that doesn't have a degree.
0: Oh, that would be yeah. uh, something that you would have to, every Thanksgiving, you'd have to deal with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I, I have a JAG lawyer and two accountants and, you know, like, I, I can't even keep track of, like a filmmaker and all the things. And here's me. I didn't even finish a two year certificate. Um, and and not for lack of trying, I just was so miserable that I undermined myself at every turn. And now that I'm doing some work in, you know, cognitive behavioral techniques with our coach, Allison Roberts, um, who put this book together, Um, I understand a lot more about what was going on with me is that I just, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing, but I didn't know what else to do. And it was just had been drummed into me from the youngest age that you got to go to college so you can get a good job and make more money and have a better life. So you got to go to college. And, and I was, I was absolutely miserable.
0: So some of us are designed to go to college and some of us are not i was clearly not but but i i will tell you this i was in the restaurant business for about 20 years and i had five hotel motel graduates from washington state and oregon state work for me i never worked for one Um uh, because and they all because i was general manager and they and they were uh, my assistant managers but i never worked for a guy who went to school and i can't admit i think that's a a um If you go to college to go into the hotel motel management program, you're there to party.
2: (laughs) Well, it is wazoo, right? I mean, (laughs) exactly. it's a small college in a small town. I I guess it's not that small of a college. I I did visit there. I was going to go there and I ended up changing my mind at the last minute and going to community college instead. So.
0: But Pullman is a small town. Pullman is
2: a very small town that, like, loses most of its population um, in the summer when all the students go home.
0: Yes, and all the students go to Idaho (laughs) where the drinking age is less. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's a whole ritual that they have over there.
2: Yeah, you can almost walk to to Moscow, Idaho from Pullman if you're in good shape.
0: It's like seven or
2: eight miles, yeah. Yeah, my, my cousin actually worked at the school in, in Moscow at the same time I was visiting Pullman. And so it was very interesting to us to see how far it was.
0: So they go over to Moscow, they walk to Moscow, and they stagger home.
2: <laughs> Maybe.
0: So, so in any event. So you're talking about that, in, and uh, what was the conclusion that you reached at the end of the chapter?
2: The end of the chapter was that, you know, like college wasn't for me and I'm okay with that now. Um, I wasn't for a very, very long time, but I'm okay with that now. And, And had I gone to college, I probably wouldn't be an animal communicator now. And I freaking love my job i know i can't say the other f word on the radio but i really really love my job i get off almost every appointment i have and i'm just like i love my job
0: <laughs> that's that's the important part of yeah. life and yeah. and if you're not designed to go to college and you've got to be regimented and all that kind of stuff and if you don't want to uh that, that works now now blair do you have a degree blair
1: I do have a degree, and Aha. interestingly enough, it's in journalism. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> go figure. No, well,
0: hold on, wait a minute. You have a degree in journalism, and you are the owner of a of a um, um, of a health food store.
1: Yes, uh, my husband and I own a natural market and organic cafe, and I also am a wellness consultant for clients, um, helping them regain control of their health. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Jennifer. Um, I I grew up and it was like, it was never a question whether or not you were going to go to college. And I think that, I think there's certainly, it's, there's some value there, but it's not, it's no longer a predetermination about your career for the rest of your life. And I remember feeling like, what if, Uh, pick a major and I want to do something different. And I think higher education has evolved and not that there's anything wrong with higher education. There's a lot of value there, but it has become so expensive. And, you know, anyway, that's a whole nother topic, but yes, yes. To answer your question, Kevin, my degree is in journalism and um I live in the Florida Keys and I own a health food store and am a wellness and a wellness coach, so go figure.
0: <laughs> well, you know um, i I for one have never been able to understand how we can expect an eighteen to twenty two year old to actually have a clue about the, what they're going to do for the rest of their life. and so they have to pick a major, uh, two years in and that's, that's the major that they're going to have. My sister was going to be a teacher. She's never taught a day in her life. She was in retail of her life.
1: You know, and I was just having a conversation with a young man who is in here looking for some supplements and especially down here in the keys where it's very expensive to live. It, even, even in a professional role, so many people have a secondary or supplemental income And someone told me and my husband several years ago, you know, to live in the Keys, you either need to be highly specialized or highly diversified. And a lot of the people I know are highly diversified. Um, You know, we certainly fall into that category. He's a charter fisherman. He was a bar and restaurant manager before before we purchased this business. And, um, you know, we apply a lot of those skills from different roles. We met working in the restaurant business um and i jokingly told my father when i was getting ready to go to college that i wanted to be on the 10-year plan i wanted to be a psychologist and he said you know not unless you're getting your doctorate you're not um <laughs> but i wanted to bartend my way through college because i knew that talking to pe- bar you know bartending and and listening to people's problems over the side of the bar would be such good training for uh to help support them in a in a therapeutic role and you know, if you don't set goals or you have somebody squash your goals for, you know, strictly financial reasons for the, from their own background or their story, the universe brings you to where you're supposed to be. So in, in the, in the, in the help coaching role, you know, I am helping people regain control of their health and, and lose weight, but there's so much psychology that's involved in that. And <clears throat> the universe brought me to, to work with Allison through help coaching so that, you know, I I had to do some deep personal work about uh, my parents' role or my parents' relationship and, and how what I watched as a kid growing up was beginning to affect my current day relationship, not only with my spouse, uh, who just so happens to be my business partner that adds a whole nother level of complication (laughs) there. Um, and then, oh, by the way, we're raising this amazing, um, spunky, redheaded
2: six year old together. Um, so, who is one I, of the cutest kids I have ever seen. And I like <laughs> animals better than people. So like me saying that she's a cute kid is really saying something. She's adorable.
1: She really is. I probably missed the boat on monetizing her when she was younger. You know, somebody said, you just call. I mean, there's probably like Old Navy or J. Crew in Miami. Just take her up there to do some modeling. But, you know, I want Let Them Be Little has been really kind of driven into me because that, It's such a short window and um, I'm starting to understand that growing up in a dysfunctional home um, with a mother who tried to protect from some, you know, family anger issues and trying to put off divorce for as long as possible, you know, you wind up, I've heard this term parentified. But you, I really kind of lost that that really precious window of childhood. So I want to make sure that I am doing the personal work on myself to recognize some behavior patterns that I have that might be negative, negatively affecting my parent-child relationship, my spousal relationship, my employer-employee relationship, so I can recognize behavioral patterns within myself. And like, ooh, that might not have been the kindest, most loving way to say that, you know? So... <laughs> Um, I'm so, so grateful for this. It's been, it's been, you know, somebody described parenthood as the best, hardest job. Um, and this, this work has been the best, hardest work. So yeah,
0: that's it. And it will, um, get better. Cause you know, she's six now when she's in her teenage years, it might go South a little bit, but it does get better. And you get, it's amazing how much smarter you get when she turns 30.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I started, Kevin, it's really interesting because I, I went to the inaugural behind the power event a year ago. Right. Um, I was looking at, you know, a, a pirate approaches 40, a pirate looks at 40 and, you know, I, I was such a, a pivotal time in my life where my, my five-year-old, and then my aging parents like smack dab in that, you know, uh, midlife, like reflecting on your childhood and then looking ahead to, you know, what your future is going to look like. And so I'm so grateful that I came to this work when I did, I, it, you know, it's amazing. The things that your kids do that drive you the craziest, you're like, Oh, you got that from me. I'm going to work on that. So this, you know she's so challenging, but this little mirror too. You know, I I remember I lost my cool with her one night, and we were getting ready for bedtime, and I said, you know, mommy, sorry that she yelled. Um, you know, we talked about it, and I said, you know, I'm I'm she's I'm working on that, and she's looked she looked at me very frankly, and she said, well, you better work harder. <laughs>
0: You know, I'm one of my.
2: Like, i'm pretty sure i said that to my parents some...
0: <laughs> yeah. I, one of my one of my favorite stories is uh did you know who neil donald walsh is
2: mm-hmm.
0: he, he wrote conversations with god and he's uh, he's been, okay. a, been around he's he's an author that's written like 10 books and one time he said uh his son looked at him and he said um dad maybe you should read one of the books you've written <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the mouths of babes
0: you know and, and we are all humans and the interesting thing is my 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 sons that are now 30 and 34 31 and 34 uh they'll come up with stories that i have no earthly remembrance of they'll say dad you remember the time that you i said no this is oh it shaped my entire growing up life and it's like i am sorry i i did <laughs> i didn't mean to and and stuff so it is you know it's it's tough and that's why allison she really gets in deep with with uh, her clients and working with you i'd I'd like for both of you uh just to talk a little bit about her and your experiences of her because she's brought all you guys together for behind the power it's going to be a great event uh which is happening next week um so it's it's really cool uh so jennifer start with you
2: So I had had a little bit of introduction to cognitive behavioral techniques before I met Allison, but, um, she really like, because her group has a weekly class and for a while we even had two classes a week and then the one-on-ones to help you apply it personally. It was like, I I remember being like a month into her classes and being like, why don't they teach this in elementary school? I would be so much mentally healthier had I known this as a child. (laughs) You know, I'm sure I would have screwed myself up in some other way. But it was like, how did I have to be in my 40s to learn this stuff? That like, that now I'm looking back at childhood and like things make so much more sense why I reacted that way. Um, I just like I really think that this stuff should be taught to everybody from a very young age. It's um, and and Allison is the best kind of cheerleader. She knows when to kick you in the rear end and when to cheer you on. She has like a gift for knowing when to do that. Um, and she is one of the first people that ever said to me, I love you because you breathe. And I honestly did not believe her for a really long time. But when it started to sink in, it was like, oh, somebody can love me just because I exist without any transactions attached to it. And once I started accepting that, I started loving other people just because they exist. And that's life changing. It's completely life changing.
0: I believe that there are no accidents in life and your experiences that you've gone through uh, up until your 40s and then getting to meet Allison, all of that was by divine intervention, I believe, because now you're able to do what you are doing in in a really positive way and you're able to help people and their animals get along and you can communicate. And like John said, um, that you are an excellent animal communicator uh, and it is your calling, and that's what you should be doing. And he also says that it's, it's true unconditional love, what, what Allison is teaching, is teaching you guys. Um, Blair, what's your experience of Allison?
1: Well, like I said, Kevin, um, you know, I, I do um, wellness consulting and health coaching, and I was actually in Atlanta for um, our annual conference last year. Um, I, I learned about Allison's. Um, coaching through some clients and friends here locally. Um, There's a pretty sizable contingent from the Florida Keys, actually. Um, It
0: seems to be, yeah.
1: (laughs) But, um, you know, something that she told me even, I think, just last week, and and I've told my therapist, like, it's interesting, Jennifer, that you talk about, you know, the unconditional love for yourself and then not believing that somebody could love you just because you breathe. I didn't realize how deeply rooted my trust issues were um, with other people, but mostly with myself. And so, you know, her guidance, one of the things that I love and respect about Allison is it's firm, there's um, an intuitive component that I think is something that I can respect and feel and believe when coupled with a spiritual side too. So the cognitive behavioral therapy with the spiritual science and the intuition it's such a beautiful combination but she you know i met her last year and we sat in centennial park and had you know some discussions about goals and what i was looking to accomplish and i you know thinking small you know it's like well i, I would never be at the level where i would need to hire a personal assistant and she was like well, why not why couldn't you be so starting to dream and and think bigger and believe in myself and so many adults don't we aren't asked what do you want yeah you're right at 18 19 20 years old you you know even people who are like i want to be a doctor they get they take their first college biology class and they're like i don't want to be a doctor at all (laughs) or you know or you learn how much medicine is more can be more about having to run a business yeah and and so I digress because I get so passionate about this stuff. But I met Ellison last year. Um, she has been kicking my booty, um, offering loving guidance. And I, you know, um, it is it is a significant financial investment in yourself. And for a lot of people, you really have to dig deep to justify that. Um, but I told her last week, like, thank you for working with me. Thank you for supporting me. And she said, I will continue fighting for you until you're willing to take the gloves and that was so very powerful um because i had so much anger that i'm still working to process and i've been fighting everybody else and beating up on myself well instead of fighting for myself and realizing my value and loving myself and then like you said jennifer being when you love yourself and realize and, and can feel and understand what unconditional love is. It's amazing what the, what the universe can open up for you. You know, when you let go, well, I, when I let go <laughs> and stop trying to rest control with my type a personality um, and, and let go and the universe just brings you these things. And then you begin to function from an, from a place of gratitude and even the challenges you're like, that might have sucked, but thank you for t- for giving me that teaching opportunity to learn. So it's it's so much about attitude and perspective, and having this amazing community. I mean, I would never have met Jennifer Etzweiler, and yeah. and and interacting with her last year. There's a very poignant moment that I can't wait to reflect on with her this year in Atlanta. Which year. I
2: I remember exact like I remember the first thing you said to me, and the conversation we had. And it was about that your mother came with you to behind the power. And and yeah, I, I remember it like every time I talk to you, I think about that moment. <laughs> and she'll be here this year.
1: I was telling Allison last week. She went home, she'll be she'll be here again this year, but she went home and she bought herself a car. And that may not seem significant, but my mom, like a lot of southern women. Because we're people pleasers. You know, we want to make sure everybody else is happy and everybody else is taken care of. We're not significant. It's okay. We're back
2: here just making sure everybody else is happy. Um, You got
0: biscuits and gravy.
2: (laughs) Are you fat? Are you hungry? Love you. Bless your heart. And not just Southern women, lots of women have that. You're
1: exactly right. You're exactly right. Anyway, she went home from the event last year and she bought herself a car. And I, I remember seeing her be so proud that, you know, she use and and she's a well respected woman people love and adore her um when we when we see and recognize and feel our own value we are so freaking powerful and we don't give ourselves enough credit
0: That is so true. By the way, what's your chapter about in the book?
1: Um it is about um healing that some of that um childhood trauma not not recognizing that divorce could be a traumatic experience, you know, um, and and making sure I heal some of those wounds so I don't repeat. Breaking breaking um, patterns of behavior so that I don't repeat some of those patterns that I learned from my parents or, you know, lack of healthy communication, um, raising our voices and not speaking from a kind, loving place. It's just so, you know, my beautiful, spunky six-year-old is not 40 years old and trying to unpack some unhealed trauma. So breaking, breaking generational cycles and, and trying to, um, let go of perfection. It's a lot of stuff, Kevin, you know, that's a thing. Like we all say you, you start addressing one thing. And it feels good. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Well, it's like peeling away the layers of an onion. You're like, oh, yep. crap. I got to deal right. with that too.
0: <laughs> and, and it's a never-ending process, it seems.
1: It is. It, but I love the word journey, you know, because yeah. even, even as a health coach, people think like, oh, when I get to my target goal weight, then voila, my life is, is so, is, it's fixed, right? Well, you know, losing weight can be, I, I love this. And it's something that I say all the time. Um, losing weight below the neck is easy. Losing weight above the neck is much harder. <laughs> so that's, that's so good. yeah, that's that's where this work has really come in to support my own personal development and in turn my my business development, my personal relationship. So taking um, it to answer your question in a nutshell, um, healing the trauma of being a being a child of divorce.
0: You know um, in Seattle we have some major um, healthcare places where you can go and get your stomach stapled and that kind of thing. I know, I know a number of people that have had that procedure done and it's remarkable when they are really heavy and then they have that procedure and then they lose all the weight, but they haven't done the work above the neck. And then a lot of them gain all the weight back over time because they haven't dealt with the reason why they got heavy in the first place.
1: You know, it's funny. I have a client, and and I and I coach clients all across the country. Um, I used to live in. Um, speaking of hurricanes, I lived in the panhandle of Florida right. Uh, right out of college, oh four, oh five. That was when oh five Katrina hit um, New Orleans. Um, and I have a pretty sizable contingent of law enforcement officers that I used to work with when I was utilizing my journalism degree. Um, <laughs> And I have a client in that area who I think his wife, yes, his wife flew to Mexico to have um, gastric bypass surgery in the Staples. Um, But it's like people who come into our store now and they're looking for a silver bullet for weight loss. There are short short term surgical fixes for weight loss. But when you're not trained how to eat and understand the scientific function of your body, um, you know, retraining your metabolism and drinking water. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very active person. I drink a lot of coffee, <laughs> but um, my exercise is for my mental wellness. I mean, the, the physical benefit is, uh, the physical benefit is a beautiful side effect, but running and staying active for me has everything to do with mental health. But to your point, there are plenty of activities that can help you lose weight quick, quickly. But until you learn how to how to retrain your metabolism and and eat better to benefit your body, then yeah, it's just gonna come back. Um, and so I I love I'm so passionate about helping people. Like I said, it's it's not about losing weight, but it's about regaining control of your health. So that you know, I'm 40. I don't I, and I see it. I've watched my parents and older family members. I even have a stepfather and uncle who since passed and a, and a cousin who lives in houston and they're about the same age 75. and it's the difference between waking up and going from coffee to beer to scotch um to getting up and being conscious of what you're eating um moving your body drinking water being aware of what you're eating i just don't want the latter part of my life to be dictated by doctor's appointments and insurance coverage and medications so if i can take the the knowledge that i've learned and i'm continuing to learn and help and help provide that amazing set of tools to somebody else so they can you know experience that freedom too Uh, that's that's what drives
0: me It's it's a beautiful thing it's really is and you can help a lot of people at the same time as as john says blair has grown so much since i first met her she is just amazing and by the way i just want to give john a shout out i think he's a pretty amazing dude
1: he is. He really yeah,
2: is. He is. He's, he's one of the members of our group that I honestly, every time we have an interactive class where Allison does like um, live coaching, I'm always so grateful for John. Cause he's one of the first people that'll raise his hand, but he also like, he asks really good questions and, and like, and his, the issues he's getting at often reflect things going on in my life that I, you know, like I didn't even think of applying that to whatever we're talking about, but John always asks questions that help my learning, like probably more than anybody else that I can point to. um, That's a member of our group, probably because he's willing to raise his hand and ask the questions more than anybody else. He's,
0: he's, he's got either brave or has a death wish. One of the two. (laughs)
1: Probably somewhere
0: in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although, you know, I, I know Allison, and I've I've worked with her a little bit, and she's been on the show several times. She's a darling individual, but she can be tough as nails. Yes. But through her background and where she came from and all the things that she's gone through. And it's, we are all a collection of our experiences. And um, if we can get the help at the right, right time that we need. So if you're listening to this, and you are feeling like you want to make a change in your life. I can't think of anybody better to do that with than Allison Roberts, since you can go to alisonroberts.com and you can book an appointment with her. She works all over the world, just like Blair does and like Jennifer does. Um, and, and also, Blair, I think that you are a, a real positive influence in your own right as well, as is Jennifer. I think you all, all you guys in your chosen work that you're doing are sensational.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you.
0: And uh, J- Jennifer works with with people and their animals so that she can communicate with them, and um, and that is what that is what floats your boat, as it were, right?
2: It is absolutely what floats my boat. From the very first moment that I found out animal communication was a thing, I was like, "Holy cow! Where do I sign up for that?" Um, it took me a really long time to get from like, wow, that's a thing. Where do I sign up to actually doing it professionally? But I got there, and that's the important part. Um, and and I absolutely love it. I, like I can't imagine something I would love more.
0: So if somebody has got an issue with their their animal, what what types of things do you help them with?
2: Oh, I all kinds of things. Um, I've had, I, I had a dog literally tell me like, tell mom, thanks for doing this. Cause it helped just to get my issue out on the table. Um, I've had other pets where there's something going on with the, like the blended family isn't working out and the cat's kind of getting the butt of things and how can we make this work? um just uh, like the gamut i mean i've been on this show and talked about talking to my european house spiders before so (laughs) I'll, i'll talk to anything and and the the issues are so varied it's really hard to to like say this is what i focus on
0: well if you want to talk to spiders in my house you better hurry they're not going to be around long
2: well mating season's over at this point so <laughs> we don't have so many spiders running around seattle right now
0: <laughs> Ooh, just just a thought of a spider running around just kind of kind of, kind of gets me well, anyway,
2: they're they're looking for mates they're not worried about us just wave as they go by
0: <laughs> okay yeah you yeah <laughs> So, but I, I get it. I, I understand. And, uh, but you know, you, one thing that you said that I wanted to, to uh, touch bases on, and that is that even in the animal world, you've got a family issues, family dynamics within a family that has got multiple pets. Is that, is that fair?
2: Oh yeah. Um, you know, the, the cat that I was just talking about, there's two cats and a dog living there and, and, and they, it's a, a family that the the two parents just blended, and between the human kids and the fur kids and the parents, and you know, like those blending families affects the pets just like it does the people.
0: That's interesting, you know, because there are there are people that think that animals are just you know a, a dumb animal, and uh, and you you have uh, in your work you have determined that that's just really not the case.
2: It absolutely not the case at all. Um, I, I've, I have had animals tell me things that I am like, I got to be miss Like, I can't be getting this right. I'm missing the boat on this. This is too obvious or this has happened in my life. And like, this can't be it. And the more I disbelieve and think that it's something else, the more likely that they're human is to say, yep, yeah, no, that's exactly what's going on. And, and it blows my mind every time i'm like i have got to learn to start trusting those really weird ones but but i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to because <laughs> they just you know it's like well that's what happened to me when i was a kid how can that be happening to a cat you know <laughs> uh, and and but his mom went "Yep, yeah, no that's exactly what's happening and i was like okay
0: <laughs> well it, you know there's a certain point that you'll get to where you you'll trust everything that you say because you you set your ego aside and and it's it all comes through. Now, when it comes through for you, does it come through via pictures? Is it uh, telepathy? How how do you hear them?
2: Um, I get a combination of things. Sometimes I actually see words spelled out behind my eyes. Um, sometimes I get pictures. Probably the most frequent is what I would call hearing it, it's, it's more like hearing a thought um, than it is like actually hearing something audible, but that's probably one of my more common ones for me. Um, I've even been known to actually get the taste in my mouth, um, especially when I ask a dog or a cat what their favorite treat is. I can usually tell you if it's beef or fish. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird one, but it's one of the ways I get stuff.
0: So they can the, you actually can taste the dog treat or the cat treat or whatever it is.
2: Well, I, I've never tried one to see if it's a <laughs> oh,
0: good, <point. laughs> good point.
2: But um, but it it's like you know what what I think beef pate would taste like if it was human food or you know salmon pate if it was human food. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. By the way, I wanted to mention this, Blair, because you said it in passing. But your husband is a charter boat captain? Yes. That I cannot imagine how hard of a job that is because they they get up at what, uh, like at three o'clock in the morning and to get the, the bait and to get everything all set up and, and lined up and then they're out all day and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you know, and the crazy thing about, um, about fishermen you have in down here in the Keys, you have commercial fishermen, Um, there's still a pretty sizable uh, commercial fishing industry here. Um, And then you have um, recreational fishermen, Um, even a lot of these recreational fishermen, you know, Michael's so passionate about it. He's he grew up coming down here and he loves being out on the water. Um, He doesn't have as much. Well, our spirituality is different, you know. He doesn't. I grew up in the south. I, my faith is strong. He doesn't go to church, but he feels a strong connection to a higher power of the universe um, out on the water. And and even after working twelve, fifteen hour days, sometimes on their days off to go out and, and fish for fun, they're they're nuts. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you know, people save all year to come spend a week to vacation down here and so it can get lost in us when we're working all the time to be able to continue to live here but then when you get out on the water you're like oh yeah it's why i work a lot of hours and a gazillion jobs to be able to live in this beautiful place so even with even as being property owners and hurricanes and playing ridiculous insurance rates yes i mean it you know they call key west key weird um We're all we're all here. There's all kinds of taglines, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a hard life. It's a it's a fun life, and it's one that takes a toll on your body. But he he loves it. He's very passionate about what he does.
0: Yeah, and you also mentioned that, of course, you're married and you've got a Mm six-year-old, and Mm -hmm. uh, your spiritual practices are a little bit different, but you are accepting of them. I'm assuming.
1: I mean that's that's marriage, right, Kevin? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well if you want to stay that way yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know some, yeah. Of, some of us don't kind of make it to the finish line but that's okay
1: no and it, it's not you know marriage is not for the faint of heart um and and again that's been that's been interesting to address and explore um and looking back at the model that i have for love and really had for have had have for love and relationship i said after my parents divorced, they both remarried, and I said instead of two good parents, I have four awesome parents. Um, so, you know, letting go of of i i uh, idealistic expectations about how things are supposed to look, I think, and being accepting of what they are, and and looking at challenges as learning and teaching opportunities. You know, it's it's not easy to be in business together. That that that's the challenge on a relationship, but instead of saying i don't know if i can do this anymore i'm you know there's days where you just have to say this is a period of growth and so much of it is about a change in language and perspective and how you look at things
0: you know one of the things that i'm doing i you know i've been doing this a while and so i've got a catalog of literally hundreds and hundreds of interviews that i've done and um And you were just talking about uh conversations and and being married and stuff i uncovered a conversation that i had with uh uh, um oh geez uh the the author of um um the five love languages
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and mr chapman and it was an interview that i did in 2003 and so we're bringing them back as uh and and putting them back up um, as uh, positive talk radio classics. Um, oh, that's because,
1: very cool, Kevin.
0: Because I've I've got tons of these things that are just sitting in a box, and uh, they were on AM radio, and so uh, I have the C. I have CDs now. A CD for those of you who don't know what that is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know. But but anyway, so I'm taking those and bringing them back. But the information of uh, Gary Chapman is his name, there um, you and go. the information of that book and the way he presents it during that interview is is remarkable and and there's a great help for and it's sold millions of books and stuff so i'm i'm bringing that back as well because because they need to be heard and uh and just like you two need to be heard because you you are two really cool people and i'm glad that you found um allison to help you help yourself to become who you are so that you can help others. That's how the world's going to change.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, it's funny um, you and I've talked about this before, Kevin, that like before the pandemic, I had no social contact outside of my household um so it it was literally my mom and the cats um occasionally my stepmom um but that was about it and i now have like this huge community um mm-hmm. both in Allison's group and and community outside of it and i'm doing this animal communication thing and um i you know sometimes i think that cuz i live with my mom she doesn't notice stuff but just this week she was in a meeting and was talking about how much I've changed in, in the two years. And, and, you know, like, I really, I have changed so much, even just what I would call the little things. um, Like what Blair mentioned about um, when you run into a challenge and, and how you look at it, where it used to be the smallest thing was like this catastrophe for me. And now big things happen. And I'm like, no, that's manageable. I can deal with that. That, 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 that. I can deal with that. That's okay, you know. And um, I think one of the best conversations I ever had with Allison was well, I was worried about something one day, and she said, "Okay, so if that comes to pass, what's the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen?" And I thought about it, and I went, "Well, I'd have to do this, this, and that." And she said, "But you could do it," and I was like yeah, I could, that's doable. And she went, okay. And I went, okay, I don't need to worry about this anymore. Uh, and it, it's, it's just small, like this little things add up to really big things in much shorter periods of time than you think they're going to. Um, I, I can't imagine having the amount of growth that, that I've had in the last two years. Um, under any other circumstances, like in two years, it would have been 10 or 15 or 20.
0: Well, you needed a push, but now that you've had the push and you have recognized it, you can move forward with it and Blair, the same thing. You're, you're, you can, and it's, it's great to have that support behind you and with you. Yes. Um, and that's, that's really, that's really helpful, but I am a firm believer. And I told my son this, he's 34 years old. And last year at this time, I, I said to him, he was, in a two-bedroom apartment, or excuse me, a one-bedroom apartment uh, that he hated because he hated his neighbors, and he was in a job he didn't like, and he didn't have a girlfriend, and so none of this was going well. And fast forward a year, and I said, "This is what's going to happen for you." I said, "You take it in a positive way. You be grateful for your every day, and think great things are going to happen for you." Well, he now has a house in in, in down in down in Roy which is down way down south by, by Olympia and I, I don't go down there uh, anyway, but down down in, down in Roy. Um, he left that job and he has a job that they think he walks on water because he does his job exceedingly well. So he's got a wonderful uh, outlook about that. And now he's got a girlfriend and with two kids. and so he's now got a whole family. In one year, all of that thing, all of those things have changed for him. And it is a remarkable thing to see how quickly your life can change if you're open to it. Do you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. percent. Especially if I think one of the biggest pivots that I made and you kind of uh, alluded to this a little bit and talking about your son is, is I used to focus on the negative, like, everything. I focused on the negative and And I would look at that negative thing and imagine how much worse it could get. And in some ways, it was a really easy pivot to start focusing on the positive. And in other ways, it was really, really hard because you have to be disciplined about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that was not one of my traits that I was really good at when I started this. But But I like I now catch myself when I focus on the negative and it's like, wait, stop that. Like, what's the good in this? And let's focus on that. And I feel so much better. And and I can imagine the good things happening that I never used to be able to imagine.
0: Yeah. Well, if you if if you can imagine my son, who was a negative thinker and was always this is wrong and woe is me. And and his father has a show called Positive Talk Radio and he he thinks I'm crazy. Um, because I generally speaking like, don't you know, be positive. You can do this. It's going to change. It's going to work. No, it's not. I no, 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 no And so now, now I say. So how was your life today? And he says it's really pretty good. And I said, uh, Do you have anything you'd like to tell me? Like, and he says, No, Dad, I don't. <laughs> okay, fine. But uh, you know, you know, it's because he's he's a big boy and he can do what he likes. But uh, it's, but we all and I firmly believe this, and you guys know it because you've lived it. We can all make huge changes in our life if we choose to.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: And uh, we're going to run out of time. And I want, first of all, I want to thank both of you on very short notice for coming and doing this. This has been a very good episode, I think. What do you think? Thank you,
2: I, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. I always enjoy being here with you, Kevin.
0: Oh, that's. I'm. Thank you. I, I appreciate you greatly. And you know what I want to do? I want to give you a present. I wanted because I do I do the shows from my house, but there is something about going to the studio, uh, for the KKNW Studios, which is in Factoria, which is real close to us, and it's on the fifth story of a beautiful building, and there are five radio stations there, and there are and all these people wandering around, and I wanted, I want you and I to do a show from the studio.
2: Oh, I would love that! How exciting!
0: It, it is a wonderful experience to do if if you've never done it before, because it's it's completely out of out of normal uh, for for anybody. And it would be and there's a, the board operators there, and we all have a good time. So, um, so I want to give you that, and uh, so the next we need to talk, and we need to book that and set that up.
2: I I will take you up on that, one hundred percent.
0: And Blair, the next time you come to Seattle, you're welcome to stay with Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> can't stay with me. I have a one bedroom. I have a this is one bedroom. I have the other bedroom, and you we can't. You can't stay there. Your, I haven't I haven't been
1: to Seattle since 2011. My husband and I did a cross country road trip. I said I wanted to do that, and um, I think it's due time to get back out to the West Coast.
0: You know, and I was in Arkansas for working there, and they call us the left coast.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, you know, anything west of the Mississippi is out west. Yes. Yes, Yeah.
0: They call us the left coast because of our politics.
2: I I learned
1: when we were doing our road trip and when I used to do um, IT shows that they call it the, you know, please, I'm sorry to the Midwestern states, but they call it the flyover states, you know, and yeah, yeah, um, but the Pacific Northwest is such a beautiful place, and I think, um, yeah, I think getting out there to see the the contingent at Swiler and all and all the people in our community who are up there in the Pacific Northwest, so it's going to be. Time. You guys are heading to Atlanta next week, so eventually we're going to have to facilitate something where where we, uh, yeah, get out there to the Left Coast. I'll take it
0: you're gonna have a party and one of the things that one of the things that we're working on doing is doing something called positive talk live so when i put that together and i'd love to have you guys be part of it and and stuff it's going to take a while to put that together but you know because i'm slow and old but other than that you know but i want to give you guys a chance um first of all we'll start with jennifer and I'm going to step aside and you, you have an opportunity to talk to the people that are listening now and those that are going to be listening in later forever. Tell them anything that you'd like them to know.
2: Um, I, answer, think, the I think <laughs> that we, the, uh, the biggest thing that, that I'm feeling called to say is that it doesn't matter what your situation is. There is always hope. Um, and, and I am, absolutely um proof positive of that two years ago i was literally lying in bed watching tv 23 hours a day when i wasn't sleeping um and i might leave the house once every month or two maybe um and and here i am now um You know, I've written chapters in two books. I talk to animals, which has been a lifelong dream. I am going to Atlanta for the third time in a year to give my second speech on stage. It's kind of unreal, um, but anything is possible.
0: And by the way, flying alone from Seattle to Atlanta and back is that takes a a lot of intestinal fortitude congratulations and i mean that sincerely thank you Blair.
1: you know kevin to pick up on um something we were talking about um i I have one teeny tiny tattoo oh i don't know if you can see it anyway i swore that i was not a big tattoo person it's it's a palm tree i got it with some friends before somebody that used to live here was a, a big inspirational part of my life um It has some meaning flexibility and, you know, being able to withstand the storms. but have all these little catchphrases that I kind of use to remind myself throughout the day and and talking about getting stuck in a negative mindset, understanding number one, that's a natural human behavior to get stuck in that negative mindset, but then recognizing that where the mind goes, energy flows. And so we're thinking about all the stuff that doesn't work. Stuff won't work. And and it is a choice every single day when we get up. What we say to ourselves first thing in the morning, if it's oh, <sighs> here we go again. Or thank goodness, I woke up today. And there's gonna be challenges, but how am I gonna overcome them and be grateful? And it's a choice every single day. And it does take discipline, doesn't it, Jennifer? But yeah, it's so worth it. It takes discipline and it's not it's not perfect. And You know, I have, I've heard from other healthcare practitioners locally, like, oh, I'm trying to refer a client to you, but they, they can't relate because you know, you're young and you're fit and it's, it's so funny, you know, what people see, how they perceive you, but that's none of my business. But, um, I'm so grateful to be able to talk with you, Kevin, to know Jennifer, to be doing this work, um, you're worth it if you're stuck. And, you know, you're feeling helpless and you're feeling stuck in a negative mindset and things just aren't going to work out for you. They can and they will. And it may not be the way that you envision, but um, the universe does continuously conspire in our favor when we're open to it and we, when we believe it. So where the mind goes, energy flows. Make sure that your mind is focusing on on the good because there is always good. You know, people say, how's your day going? Oh, this and that. And I'm like, well, it beats the alternative, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> so um, anyway, so much gratitude for the opportunity to be here, Kevin, and to be part of this network and, and um, you know, to share. Thank you for what you're doing, for bringing people together on Positive Talk Radio.
0: I'm a trying. I'm a trying. And this is <laughs> you guys are, are doing some great work and I really appreciate it. You know, one of the sayings that people use all the time that I wish people would uh, get rid of from their vocabulary is when you say, how you doing today? Well, I'm not too bad. What does hell? What the hell does that mean? I'm not too bad. That means I'm still alive. Is that is that the reference you're using? Can why can't you say I'm great? I'm I'm, I'm doing better every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Christine, who's been hanging around just being quiet, uh, congratulations for being best-selling authors. The book is released today. It's behind the power two. Uh, go to uh, they can go to Amazon and anywhere to get it, right?
2: Yep, and it's 99 cents today only, then it'll go up. So if you have any thoughts about getting it, go grab it today. It's less than a buck
0: 99 cents and, and go to AllisonRoberts.com and you can buy it from there for heaven's sakes. If it's for sale, there too, right?
2: Uh, there, there should at least be a link to the book on the website.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. Well, and you guys have, I Fly carefully, Jennifer, and uh, Blair. You fly carefully because I know you're going north, and uh, you guys have an awesome time next next week. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it will be. So Thank you, much, you so much, heaven.
0: Kevin. And and will you guys come back and 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 even though the event's over, will you come back and see me from time to time? I get lonesome.
2: Oh, oh, heck yeah. yeah. You are going to have a hard time getting rid of us after after the last couple months. <laughs> True story.
0: Well, I, I appreciate the heck out of you guys, and uh, and together we can make i we can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I truly believe that. So, uh, we've been we've been talking to Jennifer Etweiler and Blair Shiver Shiver, right? Mm hmm. And thank you guys. Stay right there. I'll be right at the back. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.